Welcome to the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast, where we go beyond the doctor's office and take a closer look at the programs Eskenazi Health has to offer our patients and the communities we serve. My name is Brian Van Bocklin with the Public Affairs Team. And joining us on today's episode, we're going to take a closer look at Eskenazi Health Center Primary Care Adolescent Program. The program is designed to meet the distinct and diverse needs or healthcare needs of teenagers. And joining us in our studio today, registered nurses Diane Roy and Teresa Morris. Welcome to both of you, and thank you so very much for joining us. Um, Before we get into the nitty-gritty of the program and all the offerings, let's go and introduce both of you and how long you've been. So let's go ahead. Let's start with Diane. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your background, how long you've been with Eskenazi, and, and introduce us. Okay, I'm Diane Roy, and I've been at Eskenazi for 16 years. I've been a nurse, an RN, 30 years. <laughs> I've done all pediatrics mainly, and um, I worked in urgent care and seen a lot of teenagers and families that were really lost that kind of led me to work with the teens. It kind of started from there when I accepted the position and have really grown to enjoy guiding families and learning about teens. Fantastic. And Teresa? Um, yes. Yeah, so I started or, in yeah. a hospital and then I this job pretty much fell into my lap and I just quickly realized how much I really enjoy teenagers. So it wasn't something I was focusing on, but um, I, I really like the population now. And I've been with Eskenazi for 16 years also and in the teen care program too the whole time. Yeah, and the the teenagers they're they're tough, and I it, it's it's weird because I think even as adults we forget how tough the teenagers are when we're they're trying to navigate the pressures of school, physical body changes, unfamiliar experiences. So, how does Eskenazi Health Primary Care? How does the program work with teenagers to help them successfully navigate all these new changes and challenges that just kind of come with life? Um, so I would say we're very open to any questions the teenager or parent or guardian might have. We, um, um, you know, we've heard a lot and especially, you know, Diane and I and most of our teen care nurses have been in the program for a very long time. So um, we like to keep that where they can ask us anything and anything. And we want to work on rapport. Of course, that's huge, especially with teenagers because they don't always trust people right away. So rapport is a big thing in our program, just building that rapport and they can learn to trust us. And I see we're very supportive of what needs they have and um, and we're non-judgmental. So that's um, for teenagers, that's important too, because they feel like they're being judged a lot. I, I would think for a lot of them, this is kind of the first time they've seen a doctor alone because you go with your parents, and I know your parents bring you in your teenager, but then, you know, you're in a room with a doctor by yourself and you're answering kind of more personal questions. And, you know, it's it, it, it's awkward because all of a sudden you, you're just thrown into these situations where life is just different because you're a teenager and you don't really know why life is different because you're a teenager, but it's different and the rules are, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's strange. So Diane, this question will be uh, for you when a teenager uh, does, a teenage patient comes in to visit. So what can they expect? How is it different from a pediatric appointment? Uh, how, How does, how does the game change, I guess? You know, I think a lot of the difference is, is when we bring them first in, we have, um, the, we, the doctor or the nurse that rooms them has a conversation with the parent and the teenager. And then the nurse has some private time with the teenager that we can talk about different things because we're trying to build that rapport. We also work with the families to try to teach them like about my chart and how 
that can help a teenager learn how to navigate the medical system on their own. And then when the doctor, the provider comes in, they do the same thing. They interview a parent and then the teenager gets time alone with the provider to talk about anything they want to talk about. And we often are screening for all kinds of, you know, mental health or, you know, we have different tools that we use if they say something or they seem to answer something a little bit different, then we feel like, okay, let's add this screening tool to help us understand how they're feeling. And often we're doing, um, you know, trying to help with school problems, even social media problems. I mean, uh, they have a plethora of things that we didn't all have when we were growing up. So I think we have the understanding and the openness to help the teens. Yeah, I can't imagine growing up in the age of social media. I'm I'm so glad that I didn't. And I it's and I think and it's it's really tough to relate now because there's like a, a dividing line, like the internet, social media, like you know, and this is dating me, but I like went was in high school right at the advent of even the internet. So like it's just it's tough to say I, I know what you're going through because we didn't in a, in a lot in a lot of respects. Um, also, how is COVID impacted how, how we are interacting and treating this program? I don't know if I'm getting the right words for, for this here, but it's been a it, these two years of people who've just been ripped out of their normal and then on top of it, changing from their normal. So how, how is that? How how has that impacted the work that you guys have do, are doing? I think the biggest thing is, is, you know, the teens have been as stressed as everybody else is. And having that COVID, we've done a little bit more virtual visits, which has um, taken some of the pressure off that face-to-face. And, um, you know, just educating them on the reasons why they should get the vaccine. I mean, they rely on us, our trusted relationship, and some of them are not getting their vaccines until they see us because, you know, I need to see what my provider says. And so, you know, um, I think they take our lead. They trust us in their decision making. Then, Teresa, why is it so important for teenagers to have access to a program specifically designed for their needs? Well, um, I think like you pointed out, the teenage years can be quite difficult. There's um, a lot of things going on with them physically, mentally, emotionally. I mean, talking about like school, peers, family. In teen care, we deal with um, quite a bit or one of the big things we deal with, I would say, is parent-child conflict for one reason or another, that they're having some kind of relationship issue. So and there's relationships in general with friends, significant others, siblings, teachers. I mean, everything you think of it. There's a lot going on, you know, in their head. And they're, some of them are preparing to go to college or preparing for after high school. Now what? So we help them with that, those kind of decisions too. And we also... um you know, I feel like some pediatricians' offices focus more on the parent or guardian and don't really talk to the kid. And in teen care, that's really kind of what we are trying to do is talk to the teen, what do they need more, and um, teaching them, like Diane kind of um, talked about, but teaching them autonomy that, like, one day you're going to hopefully be on your own and you need 
to figure out things. What are you going to do? Where's your future going? And, um, you know, we really talk to them about that kind of stuff and just like planning for what they decide they're going to do. So you're saying they do eventually move out of the house. Yes, they, they will. <laughs> they should. Okay. They All right. Should. I, I, <laughs> um, it, it, it kind of, uh, it, it, you know, co- you know, just supposed to be lighthearted, but so what were some tips, uh, for parents and caregivers and family members is they're helping a teenager navigate through this time because I, I think in a lot of senses, the kids are, they're just thrust into this. You've hit this age now, here and you don't know what you're supposed to. You like, what? What do you? What do you mean? I'm supposed to start paying all of these bills and everything? You know. <laughs> so yeah. So how? So what are some tips we can give for parents to help them through this time? You know, I think one of the biggest things with that is often parents kind of have two views of teens. One, they look big. They're big. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Or I need to help them too much. So often I think we have some intervention there as to they still need you to help, maybe helping in this way, just, you know, helping them navigate a teenager. But teenagers need that open line of communication. It's far important that they know that they have somebody to talk to. We often say, you know, in teen that we are welcome to have any question. We, we can send them to websites or we want to hear what's going on in their head to help them have the facts and not what their friends are saying. Mm-hmm. We think too with parents, you know, it's very important for the teenagers to have a support person in their life, that web of support. And we are more than welcome to be part of that support team. We have my chart messages. We come into lots of them every day because teens are using that technology piece to have communication with us. And uh, just leading, if the parent has a lot of problems with that relationship with the teen, at least trying to help the teen navigate a safe person in their life that they can go to and get the answers and that support that they need. I think, uh, I think the, the theme of war here is just make sure that you're there to help that make sure they have a lifeline to something. So they're just not just flapping in the wind because mistakes are going to get made no matter what. And, but just help them figure out and guided mistakes guided that's that's probably the best way you could you could possibly phrase it so yeah um so anyone who's interested in scheduling an appointment for their teenager or maybe even a teenager that's listening to this so what what do we need to do to make sure that we connect with the right people for the right treatment to head down the right path call our teen number 317-880-3535 or my chart if you are an established patient And the teen number is answered by all teen providers. That's the nurses and um, the staff that works at teen. So that's a separate number than the main scheduling number. And often, you know, the nurse can help with other things right then and there, just over the phone, yes. It's the uh, Eskenazi Health Center Primary Care Adolescent Teen Program. Is there anything else that you would like to touch on on this topic or that we haven't gotten to? I don't think so. I'll say the biggest thing is just parents, the teenagers knowing they can go to that person with anything they might have. And the number one more time, just to repeat it. 
3535. Thank you very much. Appreciate you both coming in. You can get more information on this, of course, at EskenaziHealth.edu. I want to thank you for, uh, of course, Rachel and uh, Joe for setting this all up for us today. You can hear all of our past Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast episodes at our SoundCloud account and uh, follow us on all of our social media channels and we will see you guys all next time. Thank you. Thank you.